0: Here's a story from the world. In Iran, the death of 22 year old Masa Amini has ignited the most powerful protests a country has seen in years. Iranian authorities are clamping down with technology and have rolled out a series of new digital tools to make it harder for people to organize. Dina Temple Rastin with the Click Here podcast has our story.
1: Making phone calls in and out of Iran these days is difficult.
0: Yes, I'm talking. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you. Authorities in Tehran have made it nearly impossible to make or receive mobile phone calls between the hours of 4 p.m. and 1 a.m. That's prime time for demonstrations. Oop, can you hear me? We just lost him. And if you don't have a working mobile phone, it makes it a lot harder to organize a protest. And to understand how all of that is working, we reached out to this young man we'll call Ahmed. He asked us not to use his real name because speaking to foreign journalists could get him arrested. He lives in Tehran, and he's been protesting for weeks. Women, life, freedom. That's what they're saying. And that's exactly the kind of talk the authorities in Iran are trying to silence.
0: After the first... Maybe two days of protests, they tightened their grip over the internet. Almost everyone learned how to use VPNs and proxies and stuff like that to kind of circle the censorship. Right now, even my grandmother, who's 78, even my grandmother asked us to set up VPNs for her and she learns how to use them.
1: That's why the authorities have started targeting these virtual private networks. They're using a kind of network packet filter. Think of it as a giant sieve everything coming into Iran has to pass through. And it has slowed mobile communications to a crawl. Most Iranians connect to the internet through their cell phones. So to communicate, Iranians on the ground are having to get creative.
0: Hey, I'm back. I'm kind of surprised how long the connection lasted.
1: Disrupting the internet during times of unrest is standard operating procedure in Iran, and they're getting better at it. During these latest demonstrations, they've been able to actually target disruptions. After protesters began to gather around the hospital where Masa Amini died, their cell phone connections suddenly dropped out. It wasn't a coincidence. Masa Mardani is a senior researcher at a human rights organization called Article 19. And she says when the U.S. reimposed sanctions against Iran during the Trump administration, Iranian authorities seized on it. And they used it as an excuse to create a homegrown network, a network they could control. I've spoken to countless technologists inside Iran not
0: being able to access things like Google Cloud computing and having to turn to,
1: um, to companies providing those services inside Iran. Um, and this really helped and strengthened uh, Iran's efforts to nationalize the Internet. Instead of Google Cloud, Iranians have something called the National Information Network. And it has what amounts to an Internet off switch, Iranian authorities have the ability to cut off users' access to the global internet and provide them with just domestic networks. So they control what the Iranian people hear and see. Once shutdowns occur, the national internet infrastructure can stay up um, and working, especially during protests. What that means is that it's much easier now for authorities to block messaging platforms like WhatsApp and Instagram. They've even taken control of messaging functions in games. In response, the Biden administration weighed in last month. It's allowing the U.S. Treasury Department, which enforces the sanctions, to provide U.S. tech companies a special license. They can now provide hardware, software, cloud services, and other technology to the Iranian people. The idea is to give them new ways, beyond VPNs, to skirt the internet blockade. So this was a long time coming. Ali Mardani said it's a half measure. It definitely came too late, but obviously better late than never. So it was welcome. It will have some positive impact, obviously. But I can't deny that the harm has been done. Amin, the Tehran resident we met earlier, he's been out on the street every night.
0: Many of my friends have Being questioned. Many of the people I know are right now imprisoned and probably getting interrogated. Like one of the people I know was arrested and they told her family, We're gonna give you back his corpse.
1: Despite Iran's best efforts, the world is watching, and there have been reinforcements from abroad. The hacktivist collective Anonymous, for example, says it has launched attacks on government websites, and it's been trying to help Iranian citizens find new ways around government censors. Among other things, they have a primer on how to stay safe while protesting.
0: Never show your face. For example, use a shirt as a face mask, you know, cover your face so that people can't identify you. Uh, It's very important during protests because, uh, they can find anyone through databases, just through street cameras. So that, that one is very important.
1: That's a spokesperson for the group. He goes by the name Discordian.
0: Shut your phone off when you're at protest because they use stingrays to identify you. Th- th- these are devices that block uh, signals, but also gather identifiable information from devices.
1: A stingray is probably what the authorities use to drop the mobile signal around the hospital where Masa Amini died. Discordian said Iranian officials are also trying to identify protesters from videos and photographs posted on social media. That's why so many of the demonstrations now have been filmed from behind. Aman and his friends have some protest rules of their own.
0: Almost everyone I know leaves all their passwords for social media, email, everything, with their family. And in case they're not back by the time they've told their family they're going to be back... The family is up to destroy everything. lest that's going to be used against their loved one.
1: His family hasn't had to do anything like that yet.
0: I've been lucky, but... You know, I've taken all the careful steps. Like, all my social media accounts don't have a face picture of me. They don't have my name. I try not to share any any personal information about myself. Just so that I can keep my identity safe and, you know survive.
1: Deniability. Yeah. Does this feel different?
0: Yeah, it definitely feels different.
1: Revolutions never arrive when we expect them to. Amin is aware of that. So he's holding his expectations in check. Though he says the so-called improper hijab regulations are unlikely to survive all this.
0: Hijab is not going to be the same.
1: For the world, I'm Dina Templerest.
0: Dina is the host of the Click Here podcast about all things cyber and intelligence. You can listen to an extended version of the story wherever you get your podcasts. It was produced by Sean Powers and Will Jarvis.